game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Lindgren out of his net to play, gave it away to Holloway. He'll get it into the slot. Here's Jan Mark. He gets checked on the play. A breakaway for Mantha. We'll shoot it. Pad save made by Skinner. Got the left pad on it. Well, Stuart Skinner, by far the best member of the Edmonton Oilers tonight. He kept his team within a mustache of winning this one, but in the end, the Capitals just too much. They beat the Oilers 3-2. The shots on goal 50-30 in favor of the Capitals, so Skinner turns aside 47 shots. That was his save of the game. We got about 20 candidates for the save of the game. We'll probably play some more saves later. For Crystal Glass, call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Scoreless first period. Caps had 22 shots. The Oilers did have the lead twice in this game. Kulak scored early in the second period. Eller tied it. McDavid on a shorthanded breakaway, his 22nd of the year on the same power play late in the second period. Oshie tied it up and then really going to the third it felt like just a matter of time uh, I mean Skinner faced three breakaways in the third period <laughs> one of which was the winning goal though it was kind of an unusual breakaway because it was a drop pass that Dowd was able to wire in but uh, this would have been an absolute theft well, quite frankly it would have been a theft for the Oilers to even have lost an overtime or a shootout for them to get a point and Rob you, like I don't know what you thought like I I felt that early on it was just pretty much all Washington all night it, it, it was uh, the Capitals won every battle they were the more physical team they were better on the four check uh, they were better at passing at shooting at uh, hockey fundamentals they the Oilers now I, I, I don't know if it is fatigue that's an issue but there was zero energy zero gas in that team tonight they, they had nothing um, I think their star players over the last little while have been played a lot and I think it may have caught up to them because very rarely do you see Connor and Leon not have uh, impactful games and, and tonight the first time you really noticed them take charge was in the last five minutes of the game so fatigue was probably a problem of uh, probably an issue for them having said that when you're tired then you play simpler and you play smarter and the Oilers didn't do that that might have been their worst defensive defending game this year for the number of grade a scoring chances odd man breaks uh breakaways uh i mean I, I go back to the 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 power play goal that the washington capitals scored where everybody left the two capitals and they had a two on oh on the goalie twice twice in a matter of 30 seconds so to me it was just a game that they would love to uh, whoever taped it, they lose the tape on the way down to the dressing room. And they never have to see that one again because that was probably the poorest effort that the others have had this season. And uh, unfortunately for them, they don't get a long rest before their next game comes in. And the Arizona Coyotes that are coming in are a team that's going to work hard as well. So the Oilers simply got out work tonight in this hockey game, and because of that, came away with zero points. So the Oilers' record drops to 14 and 12. I mean, I made some notes during the first period. The, the shots were 13-3 Washington, nine minutes into the game. Mm -hmm. So they were getting over a shot a minute early. Uh, the, it got up to 16-3. I think it was 18-4. The Oilers got a few shots late in the first period, but it was still 22-12. Uh, they scored on their... Eller scored on what uh, turned out to be Washington's 25th shot of the game. That was the, the first goal. But the, the Capitals were working the puck around especially in the first period, it looked like a power play. Uh, I mean, like you said, the Oilers couldn't win any battles, and plus they couldn't even w win. Forget about winning. They couldn't even tie races to loose pucks most nope. of the time. Like Washington was just like, okay, we'll just wheel it around till we get a great shot. The, the Capitals on certain shifts looked like Connor and Leon do most shifts, where they kept it on the outside. They crisscross. They had defensemen jumping down low. And, and the Capitals at, at times were drop-passing to the last guy that if it was a, a fumble it was a breakaway going the other way but they did it without fear because they were in that much control uh, and, and just some of the defending for the Oilers like a, a great example is on the game winning goal it's the Oilers get burnt by 
uh, which, how do I say his name again? Pont oh, Protus? Protus. Yeah. So Protus, who I, I gotta be honest, I, I've never heard of this young kid yet. And, and he's a 21-year-old player. He gets a breakaway, gets stopped. All of a sudden, he's got a breakaway again. I'm like, this isn't Connor McDavid that is beat, bursting through the middles. It's, it's this young kid who's got three goals on the season. So he gets a second breakaway. He probably thinking in his head, all right, I got a breakaway. I just got stopped. I'm going to make a play here. So he turns and throws the puck back to Dowd. Now, if, I don't know, and this was the last time he stepped on the ice, but Evan Bouchard was facing the goalie. He moved out of the way. And all of a sudden, Dowd had a wide open shot at the net from about eight feet out and there was no desperation in it and that was the last time Evan Bouchard stepped on the ice and one of those is the desperation play there is okay we got beat on a breakaway threw it back now I'm just laying my body in front and hoping the puck hits me I can't make a play because I don't know where the puck is but I'm just going to throw myself out just to try to take away some of the net that wasn't there for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. and that's not just on him there was a number of players that had those kind of issues uh, it just there was there I don't know if they didn't have the energy to be desperate or they were just mentally fatigued but it was a game that uh, three goals was probably the least amount of goals that the washington capitals were going to score in this game uh, i don't know what well, they skinner did. had a 940 save percentage yeah. and, and if he would have had 900 that's a decent game that would have been five goals right yeah well if he had a 920 it's probably five well, goals. Would have been, yeah, yeah would have been so goal, yeah. it was just he he was outstanding like goals like he had ones where you'd already counted the goal and he, he made these big saves, and they just had it over and over again. And, well, the 50th shot of the night for the Washington Capitals was a breakaway. That's right. That, another one, yeah. Another breakaway. Mantha has a Samantha, breakaway. Yeah. So he gave, the Skinner gave them a chance. They, uh, they got to pull their goalie just down one because of the save on Mantha at the, in the last couple of minutes. So it's, uh, the Oilers don't usually have a lot of games like this, but tonight was one that they would love to forget because they were second best in every single category except possibly goaltending. Except goaltending, though Lindgren did his job. I mean, after Dowd scored with 12.47 left, I wrote down one scoring opportunity for the Oilers, and that was Holloway to Nugent Hopkins, and I thought that was going oh, in. So that, that, that was, was a great, great play. Great save by Lindgren. You, you, the Oilers got some life late in the game was when Holloway got bumped up and played with Nugent Hopkins. Holloway did have some jump in his game and made some really nice plays, uh, and that one right there where Nugent Hopkins backdoor, it looked like it was going in, but that was... I mean, that was where it would have been highway robbery. You're like, oh, my goodness, we're going into overtime. They're probably going to win. It's probably not fair. But uh, Lindgren, hey, your goalie needs to make a save at a certain time to get you a victory. He did that at that moment. Uh, but it was few and far between. And even when the goal Oilers pulled their goalie, the, the Capitals had the better of the scoring chances. They just couldn't hit the open net. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another weird play, though, is the Capitals are short. They pulled their goalie. Or sorry, the Oilers pulled the goalie. I don't know which guy it was, but someone had the puck in front of the Capitals bench all the time in the world and set up for a slap shot, and it hit one of the Oilers at the top of the circle in their own. He could have taken five more steps and made sure there was no icing, but it, you rarely see a guy take a slap shot uh, in that situation, and it did give the Oilers the puck again late in the game. Uh, Holloway moving up is going to be our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Oilers, they, they are, the other, the Washington's missing a whole bunch of guys. Yep. But it clearly affected the Oilers tonight as well. I mean, you don't have Hyman. Who is, that's a big he is loss. your energy player right yeah. there. So you miss him. Uh, Yamamoto comes back in. They're still without McLeod and Fogel, and Evander Kane's going to be out long-term. Uh, Holloway wound up playing 10-33, had a shot on goal and uh, a couple of hits. But, yeah, I mean, probably the Nugent Hopkins, well, probably who was ever on the ice with Nugent Hopkins, that was the Oilers' best line tonight. Yeah, if you, you notice Nuge. Pick, pick one. Yeah, you yeah. notice Nuge tonight. Uh, although they're uh, a great play, I think, was it Holloway to Malone? Wonderful save on. Oh, that uh, was shortly before. Yeah, Lindgren made Washington a great ahead, save yeah. there, and it's it, it looked like it might sneak through, but he held on tight. But again, another really nice play by by Holloway. Nice feather pass over to Malone, who rifled it on net. So there were a couple saves, but they were few and far between that were needed by Lindgren tonight. Okay, so the Capitals get the 3-2 win, so they sweep the season series against the Oilers. They beat them uh, last month in that game where they went four for five on the power play. Tonight, with the man advantage, Capitals uh, go one for three. The Oilers were 0 for one. McDavid did get that shorthanded goal on the uh, breakaway, his 22nd goal of the season, but uh, not enough tonight 
for Edmonton. The shots in each period, 22-12 Washington in the first. Well, the gap was larger in the second period. 19-7 yeah. for the Capitals in the second period. And then it was 11-9 for the Oilers in the third. But Washington, I, I think they had two shots after they went ahead. They, I think that was the 48th shot Dowd scored on. Because they had the breakaway, and I think they had another one shortly after they scored. So they, they didn't push as much. They, 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 they shut her down to. after that. They, they were very patient. They got pucks in deep. They worked it down low. Well, in, in all honesty, they had, I'm going to say, three odd man breaks in the last six minutes of the game that they fumbled yeah. where they couldn't get a shot on net. But they, did, uh, they didn't need any more goals. They knew that... Uh, yeah, Matilda's push wasn't coming. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Shoot to break another team down. Our goaltender was excellent. Saw a 2-2 hockey game going into the third period, and we made a critical error and ended up in the back of our net. We lost the game 3-2. In, uh, in the D zone overall, Jay, what would you say is... Uh, how would you describe what you're seeing there and, and just maybe the opportunities you're giving up, the coverage, the just in general, what are you seeing in the D zone? Well, you're asking me about tonight's Tonight, yeah. game. Yeah, tonight's game. I think we saw a team try and volume shoot to break uh, break a team down. They, they have good players as well. They did some nice things. We weren't as quick and physical as we wanted to be in uh, the defensive zone. Our goalie stood tall. We're in the going into the third period, tied 2-2, um, and we made a critical error and ended up in the back of our net. Jay Dylan Holloway, uh, he got promoted. What did you like about his game that led to the more? Yeah, I thought he was skating. Um, I thought he made his line mates better. I moved him around earlier in the in the first period and the second period, and uh, we were just looking for a spark. And uh, we moved Yamamoto up, and and we kind of reconfigured Nuge's line there. And I thought Dylan played a good game. A lot of your veterans are talking about they're kind of tired of talking about wanting to have a better start and, and come out better. It's, they say they talk about it lots. Obviously, you've talked about it. What do you try different as a coach so that doesn't happen again? Because your, your starts in the second period, you score in the first two minutes. That's happened quite a bit this year, but for whatever reason, it can't happen in the first. What, what do you see as the difference between your team in the first compared to the second or third on average? You know what? I think um, I've read a stat and I could be wrong, but I read a stat that said we were around the top of the league of scoring goals in the first minutes, first couple minutes of periods. I, I, I read that. You guys would have to look that one up, but I did read that. Um, I thought uh, the other team did some things to us where they shot the puck a lot and it felt like you were in our end. I thought our goalie was great. I thought they had eight shots on their first power play, which allowed their skill to touch the puck a little bit. Um, and make you feel like you're on the back foot. But that's why Stewart was there, and Stewart gave us a chance uh, to weather the storm, so to speak. We scored the first goal of the game, I think. What did you make of Yamamoto's first game? I thought he was well. very good. Yeah, thought he was very good. I thought uh, he did some good things on the penalty kill. I thought he was physical. Um, I thought he was good. Yeah, we've we've missed them. You know, obviously we've been going through it with some injuries up front, and you know, uh, still missing you know four of our top top nine forwards. But I thought the people um, that were in there, we weren't perfect, but they competed very hard. Do you have an update on Zach Hyman and maybe how long you expect yeah. to be out? No, he's day to day. Yeah. And Fogel, how close is he? He's day to day as well. Jay, Connor McDavid has already surpassed the amount of PK time this year that he played all of last year. We saw the shorthanded goal tonight. Is that part of the reason for putting him on the shorthanded? Yeah, I th also think he's he is um, one of our best penalty killers up front. Uh, he's someone who understands how power plays work. The routes he skates are very good. Um, I trust him. And, um, you know, I think he when he's on the ice, he makes the penalty kill better. Um, you know, we're looking for other people to step up a little bit and take some of that ice time as well. Uh, but we're asking Connor to, uh, you know, calm the waters there on the penalty kill, and he's done a good job. He scored a big goal for us.
In order to, to volume shoot, you have to gain the zone, you have to control the puck in the zone, you have to win the rebounds. So why were they able to do that? Was it just a, a quickness thing or a tenacity thing? Why were they able to sort of have their way for, for a long periods of time in, in your zone? Yeah, I th like I said, Robert, I thought we uh, weren't as quick and physical as we wanted to be after the initial shot on net. Do you need Evan Bouchard to take a step up there? He's big, he's strong, and he doesn't clear the net perhaps as much as you'd like. Uh, do you need him to play a more physical game along with the skill that he brings? Well, I think I, what we would like to, all of our players to do is play towards their strengths. And so, um, you know, not everybody's perfect in every category of the game. Um, we want people's strengths to continue to show up and um, there's areas of the game that where collectively we can be we can be harder for sure. Jay, did you you miss uh, Hyman's doggedness tonight to keep the puck in the other team's end? You had Jesse on the right wing, you had Yamamoto on the right wing, you had Holloway, you had Yammark for a shift. Does that show how important? Uh, Hyman is yeah. not having him there for his 20 minutes a game. Yeah, Zach, Zach is money in the bank with his effort level and his doggedness, like you said. Um, not having him in the lineup was tough, but I thought our guys went in and they gave us everything they had. We lost a 3-2 hockey game. Thanks. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 3-2 loss to the Capitals. He says Fogel and Hyman both day-to-day. -day. Now, as we know, you can be day-to-day -day for a long time because Yamamoto was day-to-day -day for about a month, but hopefully <laughs> it's not as long with those two guys. But I, I thought a couple of things. I mean, somebody asked about just the retrieval of loose pucks, and you and I were talking about that. It just seemed like whenever, you know, Skinner would direct a rebound to the far hash mark, and, well, Washington's there again. Here comes the puck well, back into the slot. I mean, it's simple. Washington won every race and won every battle. Uh, it, they were the better team. They deserved the victory. The Oilers had an off night. I think it's a simple. The Oilers had an off night. They they weren't good enough in any category to to come away with two points. Uh, it it's not a problem unless they come out against Arizona and it happens again. They come out against Arizona. They win that game. All of a sudden, what's that? Five and seven or something along that line. So uh, I I think the, there's going to be some disappointment. I think. The, the Washington Capitals are a team that they probably felt with the players out of their lineup, even with players missing here, that they could take advantage of. They probably wanted a little bit of revenge after losing in Washington uh, a little while ago, uh, but they just didn't have the, the required energy or, or or fight in their game tonight to be able to get it done. So it was a it was a, a, an off night, and they got the fate they got was the fate they deserved. 3-2 Capitals win it, 50-30 the shots for Washington. T.J. Oshie, eight shots on goal. John Carlson, seven. Dylan Strom, six. Alex Ovechkin, five. For Edmonton, the leader was Brett Kulak. And Cody Ceci had four each, so that might tell you something there. Two defensemen led the Oilers in shots on goal. Kulak did his, get his first goal of the season. Evan Bouchard had two shots tonight. That is under the two and a half. I set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Jason took the under. He gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Woodcroft was asked about Bouchard, and you and you commented on him, and we've talked about the, uh, the the struggles, you know, physically slash defensively that he has at times. I, is he making progress? I, is that something that you have to be patient with, with a guy who came up as an offensive defenseman? Like, how, how do you look at that? Well, <laughs> there there's some games where... He, he plays well, where he understands his role and he plays to his strengths and limits uh, the deficiencies on the back end. Tonight wasn't one of those. Tonight he had a tough night. Uh, he, I always said, guys like, that when Brett Hall played, everyone said he's got to be better defensively. Well, he scored 70 goals a year. They don't tell the defensive centerman to go out there and score 70 goals. So there's players that are going to be better at certain aspects of the game. The ones that are great at all of them, they're called superstars. And there's very few of them in the National Hockey League. Having said that, you got to improve. There's things you got to get better at. Uh, the physicality of the game. And it's not going running around hammering guys. I mean, tonight, the only time that Bouchard was physical 
it was a silly penalty. Yeah. He took, I mean, that was a, a vicious cross check that uh, got the, put the Oilers down two minutes. So he, they just need, for, for a defenseman that's not a physical defenseman, body positioning. Because there's a lot of really good, I mean, Tyson Berry's not a physical defenseman and, and never will be, but he's good at positioning his body most of the time. He knows how to keep guys out of the, the, the slot. He knows how to absorb a hit. He knows how to ride a guy off. Those are the things that he does. So when you're an offensive player, you try to find other offensive players out there and see what they do to make them more effective. Uh, Bouchard had a tough night tonight. And there was a, I mean, when you're down a goal late in the game and you're not being put out there and that's what your main strength is, means that the coaching staff probably wasn't happy with your body of work. Yeah. Well, the last time he was out in the final minute, he scored. Yep. So it showed you they didn't want to give him a chance to try to repeat those heroics from the Florida game. Oilers fall 3-2 to the Capitals. You can get in touch on the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. I know we got a couple of folks on hold. We're going to get to you in a couple of minutes. And you'll also hear mo uh, more post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room. This is Hartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For Sherry on the right wing. That's the way. Good it's hit. It's a hard hit Yamamoto. from Yamamoto and puck jumped in. All right, Yamamoto back in the lineup. He delivers the crunch of the game for Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. The Oilers lose 3-2 to the Capitals. So uh, Yamamoto returning to the lineup tonight. He plays 18-31. He goes plus one. Had a shot, three hits, a giveaway, and a takeaway for Yamo. But Washington in control. It was a 3-2 blowout. That's how you describe <laughs> this game. I mean, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it, it's, when your goaltender stands on his head, he gives you an opportunity. When you have the two best players in the league, you think, well, all right, we're still in this. One goal down late in the game, going to pull our goalie. We're going to get an opportunity. Uh, it just didn't materialize. And uh, again, it would. you said it. It would have been a, a thief. It would have been unfair if the Washington Capitals didn't steal two points out of this game. But the one thing that you, that you are a little disappointed in is Stuart Skinner. That was an exceptional night tonight that the Oilers got no points out of. All right, so a $200 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous for every Oilers goal throughout the season. 780-496-0063 is our number. We have Marco on the line. Hey, Marco. Hey, how's it going tonight, guys? Yeah, not bad. Um, just a quick question. Obviously, it's easy to point fingers after you lose a game, but with all the injuries that we have up front right now, realistically, can you see us maybe making a move on the back end? Because it seemed like we got burnt a couple times there tonight. Uh, I, I don't think there'll be any moves made anytime soon. I, I do think that the Oilers... Um, at times over the course of this season, the back end has been uh, a problem. Uh, I don't don't know if this is the the Oilers' back end that they'll start the playoffs on. I think they'll probably there will be a move at some point. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I mean, this is still the team that's won what, four of their last six games and has a couple three more games here on home ice. Is it two or two more games Wednesday on home ice? Yep. So I mean, there's no need for a real panic yet, but the back end did not have a good game. Having, But throwing in, the front end didn't have a good game either tonight. This was a game where, I mean, the Oilers were outnumbered a number of times, odd man breaks. Capitals didn't take full advantage of all the grade A chances they had, and that's not all on the back end. The Oilers, uh, to a man outside of Stuart Skinner, had a poor game. Yeah, I would agree, and I would even say in terms of, now, sure, maybe they are worn down, but some of the Oilers' big guys, yep. get, I mean, Dreisaitl, uh he was part of the mess up that led to the Eller goal, not getting the puck out. Um, and, and Connor was like standing said, there, like he was trying. Both of them got standing yeah. watching. And again, that I mentioned after the first period, that Connor passed the puck to nobody who was changing. Yeah. So I don't know if he misread that. I think it might have been Broberg that skated off. And they, that the Oilers' big line, I'd say in the first half of the game, they they were playing defense almost the entire time. Yep. I mean, McDavid had that chance at the buzzer. 
in the first period, which would have been unreal if they would have got <laughs> yeah. out of the first period with a lead. Um, I mean, Nurse was part of the turnover. Nurse, now, I'm not going to pit it all on him because it was only a matter of time in the first 10 minutes before somebody on the Oilers took a penalty, but, I mean, an obvious penalty grabbing the guy's arm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of the players that you're more have been more reliable and, and outright excellent for the Oilers this season uh, were not tonight. Yeah, and and I, I have no idea. I'm not in the dressing room, but they look tired. They, they made tired plays, and there were shifts where the puck got turned over and the back check wasn't there. And to me, that's like, okay, I hope this stays out of our net, and then I'll be up at the, up near the, the red line, and we'll go back the other way. It was uh, uh, a desperate hockey club. They came in and beat a tired hockey club, and they beat them pretty badly. 3-2, Capitals take it. 7804960063. We have Dallin on the line. Dallin, the only uh, the only Dallin I've ever known personally used to play senior men's hockey in Lloydminster. You're, are you him? I, I am not him, and uh, okay. actually it's Dallas, like the stars there. So uh, Oh, Dallas. Well, now I feel it's even more foolish than usual. I apologize. Hey, no, that's quite all right. I'm probably about uh, 15, 20 years uh, younger than that guy anyway. So Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I guess two points. Um, one, uh, Stuart Skinner, amazing game, obviously. Uh, Jack Michaels alluded that 47 stopped with his new career high. Uh, if 46 was his previous, uh, we've hung this kid out to dry a lot in under a season of hockey. And um, two, Yessi Pooley-Arvey. Uh, the more I watch him and I don't expect him, expect him to score every night, the more I like his gameplay and the more I like the physicality he's bringing. And that's it, gentlemen. Uh, well, on your first point, yeah, that is a great point. I think, I think Skinner's 46 save, I'm going to double check, I think it was last year against the Jets. Yeah, but I think but he's, still, but he's yeah, saying in fair, his short time comment. in the National Hockey yeah. yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's a right. good point. He's only played 28 career games. And he's yeah. had a couple of, uh, of those kind of nights. Uh, the Oilers uh, have had a couple nights where defensively, uh, they were not good. They were not strong. And tonight was one of those. Uh, he, yes, yes, he pulled Yarby. I mean, as we talked about the last couple of games, his physicality, whether some of it is accidental or on purpose, he is, every game, he's got someone on the other team mad at him. He is a big man, a strong man. And when he goes uh, through someone, it, they feel it. And every game, he seems to have someone that's at the end swinging their stick at him, cross-checking him, and it's always the same look on Yessi's face. Like, what did I do? You know, why are you being mean to me? I'm not like that. Uh, the only concern you have is uh, for, for Yessi not, not creating any offense is, I mean, that's an expensive guy on your third line that's not scoring. And uh, there's a couple shifts. I, and I, and I know from, from experience, when, when the puck's not going in for you as an offensive player, you start to, uh, I don't know, panic or you, you grip the stick a little tighter. And there's one today, he came across the, the blue line that had the puck and he kind of toe-picked himself into the ice. And that's just somebody that's thinking too much when the puck's on his stick, which when you're playing well as an offensive player, you don't think it's all instinctive, and I think right now that's out of his game. He has nothing instinctive when it comes offensively. Oilers lose 3-2 to the Capitals. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more, like they did on Saturday against the Canadians, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Nolan is on the Certainty Hotline. Good evening, Nolan. Go ahead. How's it going? Doing well. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I just got to point this out, but Holloway had a great game. I think he should be on the third and second line. He had three or four shots on net. Good opportunities to Nugent Hopkins in the third period. Just had to point that out. I, I, I agree. I, I said earlier in the show tonight that I thought the Oiler, Oilers' energy picked up when Holloway got moved up in the lineup. Created two wonderful plays, one to Nugent Hopkins, and the, actually the, even the better one was the backdoor one to Malone, and Malone was robbed. I, I would love to see him get a little more ice time. I think he does bring energy on a, on a nightly basis. And hopefully, maybe you'll see him a little bit more in the game on Wednesday. Dylan Holloway's our fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Yeah, they move the lines around a, a little bit. And like we were saying, I mean, things change a lot without Hyman. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Yanmark... Uh, Again, Mark's interesting to me. Like, he seems to know where to go, but 
the puck handling doesn't always seem to be there? Yeah, I, I, th I think he, he does a good job disrupting in the offensive zone. Uh, I think he's tenacious. Um, he does get some opportunities. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What's he, does he have? He has one goal on the he season. He got that goal uh, in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. so, uh, I mean, he's, the pr he's been fine. The problem is the others just aren't getting the depth score, the depth player scoring. Well, goals. he was in the minors at the start of the year. Yeah. Now he's on the second line. Yeah, although contracts for the reason he was in the minors, but yes, he's moved up quite quickly because of the number of injuries that the others have. Um, actually, Hamblin had a good opportunity tonight to score a goal as well. Just nothing seemed to go right for the Oilers in their few chances that they had. Okay, the gentleman that held the Oilers in the game tonight with 47 saves and a 3-2 loss to the Capitals. Here's goaltender Stuart Skinner. We'll say that sometimes it's easier when you get a lot of shots. And when you get 50, maybe that's too much, but right from the get-go, you seem to be in this one. Can you, tell, can you tell when you're in it as a goalie early in the game? Uh, yeah, I think if you uh, get a couple of good chances on you and you end up making all the saves, I think you just a little bit of a confidence boost. You're feeling good. You got a sweat on, uh, body's warm. So um, that's kind of what happened tonight. They got on the power play pretty early and I got a few shots on the power play. So after that, I was uh, I was ready to ready to go. Did it, did it feel like 50 or especially, I know that early power play, there were a lot of shots, but I kind of size up the number of shots in face. Yeah, um, to be honest, I'm not too sure. I mean, it, it felt like it was just a hard game. It felt like a... Uh, they were rolling around in our zone uh, for a good period of time there, and I thought we had uh, our time in their zone as well. Um, I mean, it was uh, they, they got a lot of shots on. They had a lot of good chances, and um, I mean, they're a good team. You got to give them credit. They got uh, a lot of power on their uh, on both ends of their of their lineups. I mean, defense, forwards, they're a good team. So when it's you know when you guys are getting kind of swarmed like that in your end, do you? kind of go with the ebbs and flows of a game or do you just compartmentalize and just my thing and whatever else happens beyond me is, is you know, my problem? Yeah, you try to just focus on, you know, my job, um, which is just stopping the puck. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think with the game, I mean, it's always kind of ebbs and flows. It's always, you know, it's kind of a roller coaster. Sometimes you kind of like the, the previous game, we were on the power play for about 10 minutes and then 10 minutes there in our zone. So um, you definitely got to go with the flow, but at the same time, so a little bit of both, I'd say. Tough to read that that winning goal for them, kind of breakaway. You're kind of expecting him to come in, then he has that drop pass. Hard to adjust to that at that point because you, you've kind of been set for the breakaway shot. Yeah, it was a really nice play. Um, I was actually ready for both plays. I got I got snowed a little bit, so I kind of lost just like the puck. Um, and he uh, made a nice shot. I yeah, I'm not too sure. I'd, I'd have to watch back uh, with Schwartzy to see kind of what I could have done uh, better. Um, but I mean, they uh, they made a good play. They uh, and they took advantage of it. All right, that's Stuart Skinner. 47 stops. He held the Oilers in it, but the Capitals take it 3-2. Nick Dowd got the winner in the third period with 12.47 left. Back to the Certainty Hotline. Chase is standing by. Hi, Chase. How's it going? Good. Um, I just uh, want you guys' thoughts on Skinner tonight and uh, well, what you I guys think, think he, of... he was excellent. He was, I mean, I think he's the first star in the game. So we've talked yeah, about that. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And then I also want you guys' thoughts on uh, Jay Woodcroft, just his coaching decisions and when he's going to sit a player and kind of when well, they well, need well, to learn. Well what, are, well, what are your thoughts on that? You must have some if you're asking. Uh, well, I think just Pugliarvi on the first line is just not cutting it. The, we've seen it for 25 games already. He just uh, he can't put the puck in the back of the net, and they need someone else out there. Yeah, I, right now, yes, he's been promoted in the lineup at times simply because of the injuries. There's no Hyman. There's no Kane. Uh, Fogel has had time in the in the top six and on the top line. He's out of the lineup, so uh, really, I mean, yes, he was pulled off the line again today and, and moved further down in the lineup. Yes, he's not going to be on the first line. He's probably in a, I'm guessing, won't be in your top six when everyone gets healthy, but with injuries right now, that's why he's there. Uh, there just aren't a whole lot of options with the, the amount of players and the quality of players that are out of the lineup. All right, so the Oilers lose 3-2 to the Washington Capitals. Game two of their four-game homestand. Arizona is here Wednesday. Minnesota is going to be here on Friday. We will take more of your calls on the Certainty Hotline as we move along tonight. 
You will also hear post-game reaction from Darnell Nurse and Brett Kulak, who fired in his first goal of the season tonight. We'll also check your Town scoreboard. Speaking of those Coyotes, they were in action against the Calgary Flames, so we'll update that one, and we'll let you know what's going on between the Montreal Canadiens and the Vancouver Canucks. We are live in Studio 99. We're back after the news and weather. Weather might be a little frightening for the next 24 hours or so. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Rebound comes up to the line. It's put out by Protus. He's going to get by Kulak. He's got a breakaway. The backhand. Great save by Skinner. Sliding across. He keeps it out as Alexi Protus had the breakaway. Cam Moon with the call. He called several Skinner saves tonight. He was the best player in this game, but he takes the loss as the Capitals beat the Oilers 3-2, outshooting them 30-50 as we update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Late in the second period, Montreal leads Vancouver 4-2. It was 4-0. The Flames beat the Coyotes 3-2. Golden Knights over the Bruins 4-3 in a shootout. That's the first time the Bruins have lost a home game, but they still get a point. They're 14-0-1 at home. They were down 3-0, and that game came back and then ended up losing in the shootout. Rangers outscore the Blues 6-4. The Flyers beat the Avalanche 5-3. And in that game, Nathan McKinnon was hurt and did not finish the game, which is... Yeah, they're a little beat up, too. They're very beat up right now. And Nathan McKinnon, who was out having a pretty good season as usual, uh, might not be in the Avalanche lineup a bit. Monday Night Football, Buccaneers beat the Saints 17-16. Okay, 780-496-0063. We have Johnny standing by. Hi, Johnny. Hello, how are you doing tonight, guys? Good. Just wanted to pick your brain on a couple items. Uh, one uh, is, do you guys think Dreisaitl seems a little disengaged and uh, sluggish out there? I've noticed that the last couple games. And secondly, do we have an update on Hyman and what's his status? Day-to-day, that's what Woody said on his post-game. I don't think Dreisaitl's disengaged, but I think he's still feeling the effects of the injury from the playoffs. Which is amazing because he's second in the National Hockey League in scoring. Yes. So uh, I think Dreisaitl, for the most part this season, has been fantastic. Uh, I think he, along with his teammates, were not good tonight. How, how long? You had an eye high ankle sprain. Yep. Bothered me for years. Right. Actually, so, still, I mean, right now, if, if I was to jump on my, my good ankle, I probably have about four inches of vertical. And on my bad ankle, I can't get off the ground. Really? Yep. Still bugs you, eh? Yeah, so I used to get taped up probably for the first three years. So that happened my last year junior, and then my first three years of my pro career, I had it taped up for every game in practice because it was still bothered that long. So yeah. it, it took years for it to heal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, Bob's talked about it too. I, dry, I mean, he's still exceptional, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's changed his game a little bit. Like, I don't think there's, not that he relies so much on his speed, but I don't think there's quite the same. And he's talked about it a couple times this year, yeah, that he is, I don't know if hampered is the right word, but he's affected. Uh, well, the thing is, it, it comes and goes. It's, it just tweaks at moments. You, you feel 100%, everything is going good, then all of a sudden you just do something odd, and it just tweaks it. And then it's in the back of your mind for the rest of the game, because now you're trying to protect yourself from it. Uh, Leon Dreisettle, fortunately, is capable of playing not at 100% and can change his game. He just, uh, he probably doesn't have the explosiveness that he would normally have or the uh, ability to go east-west quickly. Having said that, he's second in the National Hockey League in scoring and just had a, a rare off night tonight. But uh, I, it, it'll affect him, but I don't think uh, it's, it's going to affect him enough that most of the league will notice. All right, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. 3-2 loss to the Capitals. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. So uh, I think Darnell Ward, you know, on the shot clock, looks like he gave up quite a bit here. What do you, what do you think happened in the, the D zone in particular tonight? Yeah, I mean, they're a volume-shooting team. They're shooting from everywhere. Uh, Skins had to make some big saves for us, and he did. Kept us in the game. Um, you know, our, your goal is to keep them to the outside of the ice, and um, there are times in the game where, you know, they, they put together five, six shots, but they're off on the outside, and, and we're inside. So... Uh, we definitely have to be better in regards of um, you know, being being harder in our zone and not giving up uh, as many shots. Um, they're working on. 
Turner, you're an, you're an emotional guy and an emotional player at times. Does your team like you come out in the second and third, and you guys have had great starts in those periods, but you haven't been able to do that from the start of the game? Now it's like 25 games in. That's been a trend. Is it too easy to just say get a big hit or get guys in the game? What has to change for you guys to bring your second and third period starts to the first period? We just got to play. I mean, we come in here, we talk about it every day. Um, we sit here after the game, talk about it over and over and over again. We just got to play. Um, and we're working at it. And I think uh, obviously you want to have good starts each and every night, but it's not, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here and it's, it's a part of our game. You know, almost a, over a quarter of a way through through a season that we need to continue to clean up. But the more we just talk away and, and pester at it, um, we just need to show up and play and, and, and relax, put our head, uh, put our ears back, and you know, come on the on the attack, not so much thinking about it. This group, I mean, largely has shown it can do it. The way that you guys played in your own zone for chunks last year and through the playoffs and such, like pretty much the same personnel outside of Dunk not being here. Um, so is there maybe some some promise in that? But you. At the same time, you seem like you're a little ways away from that. Yeah, I mean, this this group knows how to defend. Um, we haven't done well enough. I think we need to be better to a man. Um, you know, like, like I said, it's another one of those things that it starts that like we talk about, talk about, talk about. We just gotta go out there and, and play and do it. It's um, you know, the you put a lot of focus on things over the course of the season, and it, sometimes you just try to overcomplicate it and, and overthink and. For us, like the, the, those are areas of the game that we know how to be good in, and then we just got to go out there and play and do it. Yeah, with the amount of forwards you have out right now, does it become more important to defend, right? Does it become a little more important to try to, you know, win a game where you only have to score three? Yeah, um, for sure. There's a. Uh, Every, every team goes through injuries over the course of the, of the year, and the teams are able to manage it the, the best are the ones that uh, buckle down and defend. Even if the shots are from the outside, it's still zone time, it's still possession, it's still you guys sort of having to chase them around your zone. How do you get away from that so you're wrestling away position and you become the volume shooting team? Yeah, the stick on our puck, or the, the puck on our stick more. And how does that accomplish? Winning battles or just... A little combination of, of all that, you know, winning battles, um, not giving up our blue line. There's there's a combination of all different things being harder offensively, so it's all part of it. Just a, a word or two on Stuart Skinner, who's come in here and been kind of a, a saving grace. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been unbelievable for us, and we need to, uh, you know, reciprocate the, the effort back for him and, and not make him have to face, you know, 35 to 50 in it. All right, that is Starnell Nurse after the Oilers lose 3-2 to the Capitals. Nurse today plays 22-23, had three shots on goal, three that went wide, and one that was blocked this evening. All right, 780-496-0063. Timo is on the line. Timo, go ahead. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, just I'm seeing one trend. It's, it's, it's the same thing. I think it's, it's the chemistry. We keep doing the line changes over and over and over. And, and, and you can probably tell from probably on one hand today how many times we kept other team in their zone. Right? It's just, it just feels like there's no chemistry because the lines are keep just shuffling over and over. What do you think of that? Well, what do you think they should do? Just stick with it. Just stick one line. Like, keep the same lines. Just make them once. Stick with them, and I know it's probably going to be maybe tough for, for a few games, but at least the guys will have a chemistry to play with, right? Because right now we can't even keep the puck for a long period of time in the zone, right? Timo, I'm going to ask you something, and I'm going to yeah. give you an assignment if that's okay. Absolutely. And you can call us either after a game like this, or you can call me on my talk show Inside Sports some night in a I week or two when, when you have time, okay? Absolutely. I want you to pick another NHL game. And yep. I want you to go on NHL.com or just pay attention when the game starts and write down the line combinations for the game and follow the entire game, a non-Oilers game. Sounds okay? good. And I, and I bet you whichever team is losing going into the third period will change their lines. Now, having said that, your point yep. does have some relevance. But I also think because of the injuries right now, things are messed well, up. Well, they're, they're messed up. They, the Oilers have what they wanted to be their lines, but they haven't had the healthy lineup to do it. And, again, this is a team that had won four of their last five games for tonight. So the line shuffling happened in those games as well. Every team does it. The team that's losing looks for a spark, and they try to change. If it, you, you go to the other side of the argument, well, why do you keep throwing out the same thing that doesn't work? 
And if it didn't work in the first period, why do you put it out, the same three guys out in the second? If it didn't work in the second, you certainly aren't going to put them out again in the third. So that's why they change. It happens. It happened when I played, and I played a long, long time ago. It happened 10 years ago. It happens now. And again, it happens on every team. If the team isn't playing well and they're behind, they will change their lines. Uh, if a team's playing well and they feel that they can come back with those, they'll keep them the same. But tonight, the Oilers, uh, Yessi playing with Connor and Leon, it didn't work through the first. I mean, they were getting badly outplayed. So they needed to change things. And they did have a little bit of a, well, there was a better third period than the first two. The bar was low, but it was a better well, third period. Well, Washington, once they got ahead, they, they didn't need to get another 80 shots on goal. No, they didn't. Uh, so, yeah, so... It, that that is normal, and it's not a lack of chemistry. The the players are very adaptive playing with anybody that is thrown at them. Connor and Leon have been together now for five or six straight games. I think that's the key. Uh, you can put anybody with them, and they'll find a way to fit in. Well, no, because they've moved Yessi off that line twice. Well, he can fit in. He just can't finish. And that's the biggest thing right there for Yessi Pugliarvi. 3-2 Caps beat the Oilers. Edmonton's 14-12. and 12. The Capitals are 11-12-4. and 4. We also have Cam on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Cam. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Just a couple of things. I was at the game tonight, and uh, what do you think of Yamamoto's first time back for a while? What do you guys think? Uh, he was all right. Uh, he threw the yeah, biggest hit. Yeah, he was hit. all right. Yeah, he threw the biggest hit in the game. He crushed, I think it was yeah. Sherry, right in front of the boards. Uh, it, it would and, be tough. It'd be tough. And Rob, I have one more question. Time off. One, one more question for you. Why don't the Oilers shoot at the goalie? Like, why don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to miss the goalie. That's why. They're trying to miss You know, I mean, I mean, the last game, uh, I can't remember who shot the puck at, at, at the pads behind and they scored the goal. I can't remember. That was just you on Saturday. For a rebound. You're saying, like, shoot for a rebound? Yeah, just the rebound. shoot more often. Man, well, they Holloway never shoot against up. the goalie. Holloway What's going up. on? beauty opportunity tonight in the second period. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan, and it's, I know that a couple of the Oilers, including Jay Woodcroft, talked today about that the Washington Capitals are a volume-type shooting team. That means they shoot from anywhere and everywhere. And then they crash the net. And the, the positives on a volume-shooting team is when you're in the offensive zone, if player A has the puck, players C, B and C know he's putting on net, and they're going there for rebounds and tips. Uh, the Oilers don't play that way especially when Leon and Connor are on the ice. They, they play more of a puck possession and wait for the perfect play. Now the lines two, three, and four for the Oilers could be more volume shooting because they don't have the skill level as Connor and Leon, but uh, tonight they just didn't have the puck enough. Well, that was... <laughs> so it, it's hard to shoot the puck when you're chasing. And it just, again, this was... The Oilers had an off game. They did not play well enough to win this hockey game. And uh, they just need I, to be I'm shocked they got the 30 shots, quite frankly. Didn't seem that way, did it? No. Game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It didn't seem that it went that way, but uh, it was a game that they were out, well, they almost doubled. I mean, they were shot by 20 shots in a game against the Washington team that has been struggling as well this season. All right. Uh, 7804960063. If you want to check in, you're also still going to hear from Brett Kulak. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Washington 3, Edmonton 2 is the final at Rogers Place. The Oilers are now 7-7 seven and seven on home ice. They had won three straight at Rogers Place, but beaten this evening by the Capitals. Arizona coming up on Wednesday. Rob, we're going to give away... More Metallica tickets on the Facebook yes, show. Yes, nice. Two more people on, uh, or another Wednesday. person can take you and I to the show. I can. I might see the show three different times in a two-day concert. Well, that's that's pretty amazing, <laughs> Rob. That's pretty amazing. Uh, well, I have my pick of where I'm going to sit because all these You'll people just wander around I and will. use tickets that could have gone to other people. No, no, they're coming to me because we're going to go with the winners again. Who won tonight? Uh, I think it was was it Darcy? I think Darcy was the name of the I winner. I think Darcy and I would have a great time at Metallica. I'm we'll sure, go for I'm dinner sure first. How many Metallica songs can you name? Enter Sandman. And? A couple others. <laughs> oh, I, you're, okay. you're, asking, you're asking a guy with no memory to name something. Well, like, okay, fair enough. I, can't I didn't mean to mock you for that reason. I, I'll mock you I, for other reasons. That's right. You <laughs> play, a song, play a song I can sing along, but... Oh, you can sing along to Metallica. Yeah. I go, oh, I got Did you, you sound like the guy? Absolutely What's his name? not. What, is it Headfield, the singer? 
Kellen? Yeah, James Hedfield. Yep. Yeah, James. Because oh, uh, I sound nothing like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll sound I'll sound more like Barry Manilow singing Metallica. Who did? Somebody did a. Was it Manilow that did a, a heavy metal? No, you're thinking Pat Boone. Pat Boone did Pat a bunch Boone of heavy it. metal songs. Yeah, I think he did a Metallica song, which would be very similar to Barry Manilow singing them. Did he throw? Didn't was Pat Boone White Christmas or something like that? He was a Christmas song guy too. Uh, Bing Crosby, I think, was White Christmas. Oh, People who actually know a lot about music are really irritated listening to us now. <laughs> well, we can talk about Rod Stewart. I, well, I could do a lot of. De- I could, yeah, throw it. You some do leopard, def- but, but I talk. But I talk about Leopard on Inside Sports all the time. So, so I'll give it a break on hockey. Rod nights. Stewart, Garth Brooks. I mean, uh, we can go old time. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not big into the the heavy rock. That's more my wife. Oh, really? Yeah, she she knows them a lot better than I do, and most of my buddies. All right, Oilers lose 3 2 to the Capitals. Brett Kulak had a goal. Here he is. Brett, when you look at the shot total um, to lot, but was it sort of manageable or was it deceiving or did it feel like they had that many? It, it was a little of both. I thought the first period, you know, they were working around in our, our zone a lot and they were getting, there was a lot of outside shots, but we also give up a lot, too many inside tonight as well. But, uh, so I think it was a combination of both. Is they got so much shots. You guys have been, you've been putting up some wins here, but a common theme we've been talking about with you guys is the amount that you're giving up in your own end. What do you think's happening in your own end that it's as loose as it is and you're giving up as much as you seem to be? I think it's uh, just the consistency throughout the game. We'll go stretches where we're awesome. We barely spend any time in our zone, and and we're we're playing well. And um, we'll go stretches where we get hemmed in, and 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 you know give up a few great days. And then uh, you know Studa obviously a heck of a job again tonight. But uh, at the end of the day, it was just little mistakes. Those are those are what win or lose you games games in this league. It seems like you're you're a club that. You're not going to win a game if you don't score four goals these days. Like you're not giving up. You don't need one goal, two goals against anymore. Yeah. Uh, especially when you get injuries, you got to knock the goals against down a little bit to give yourself a chance here. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you know that's something we work towards. You obviously you want to get shutouts every single night, and that's the reality. That's not what it is. And so you know what we got to. Uh, this is this is the way it is right now. And you got to we address it, and we got to keep working away at it. And you know you build your game. You want to. It's it's not necessarily right now is where you want to be peaking you want to build and get more consistent as the year goes on and I think we've done that over the last few weeks and you want to be at your best heading into the postseason so uh, you know we got to keep chipping away the, the one thing that has been a problem all year long is just coming out of the gate strong for, for whatever reason second third periods like you start the second period boom you score in the first two minutes how come your team hasn't been able to find that do you think and what has to change to find that earlier in games yeah, I don't know. You know, I think every team struggles with those things too. The past couple of teams I've been on, it's there's times through the year where you go a month or so and it's the same thing. You, know, you talk about your start, talk about your start or goals against, and I think every team goes through it at, at uh, some point in the year. And there's maybe two, three teams where they they love their starts and their goals against throughout the whole season. So the rest of the pack is is all working towards the same goal. And I mean that's us right now. You know, we come, we prepare, and we practice hard, and we get ready for the games and and, uh, you know, the results are going to come. All right, that's Brett Kulak. Had a goal tonight. Connor McDavid scored on a shorthanded breakaway. Skinner makes 47 saves, but the Oilers lose 3-2 to the Washington Capitals. Oilers hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Next game broadcast Wednesday, home against the Coyotes. 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Puck drop at 7.30. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks to listen, uh, Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.